Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well. And welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance in about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. If you haven't said to yourself, how do I get out of this job as soon as possible at some point in your life? You've obviously made some good choices <laughs> along your career, but I know for myself uh, and a lot of people out there, the idea of not spending the rest of your life working is, is pretty much at the top of your mind as you're going you know, through the day to day. To dive into this topic as a whole, I'm joined by Julian and Kirsten Saunders, uh, creators of Rich and Regular and authors of the brand new book, Cashing Out. So, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I feel like, you know, you, you, this is family now. You've been on so yeah. many times. It has to be as formal. It is. It is. And I always forget to bring my popcorn. <laughs> you know, I, I should be better at that. I should be sending people popcorn. You know, I'm just, I'm just completely missing out on the opportunity to be sending people snacks. <laughs> it probably doesn't sound that good. I know. I was just but, about to say, yeah. all the listeners don't want to hear us munching on popcorn <laughs> as we clear our throats from kernels and <laughs> gunk. It may get a little weird. So, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. But, <laughs> you know, I appreciate you two hopping on and congratulations on the new book that just came out. The tagline is win the wealth game by walking away. One of the topics we were discussing was like being able to quit in under 15 years. I mean, that's a big statement. That's, that sounds very enticing to me. I'm sure a lot of people listening. So, you know, wh- how do you go about that? What does that mean? I think the first step is just putting yourself in a position to redefine what winning in your career looks like. Most people define winning as getting the big job, getting the big promotion, even though we all kind of accept the fact that the likelihood of that is really, really low. The probability doesn't necessarily work in your favor because there are fewer slots near the top or at the top for sure, right? And so only a handful of people are going to get those good jobs. And when they get those good jobs, they're going to hold on Mm -hmm. with dear life. And everyone else is sort of left holding on to the rest or they find themselves bouncing around. And so what we've really tried to do with the book is to help people realize that actually what winning looks like is being able to quit, walk away. You could call that retiring early or just transitioning from a life where you absolutely have to work because you need the money to pay your bills into a life that where you actually have control over what the next day looks like, what your mornings or afternoons or evenings will look like. I think a lot of us, we, we think about what's next career wise. And I feel like more and more people in the in this younger age range, the idea of working forever doesn't sound appealing at all. What's something that happens that you can do to put in place, I guess, to if you're like, hey, I really don't want that to be my life. I want to have a defined end to all of this. What does that look like for someone who wants to start working towards that? Yeah. So we created the 15 year career framework because we recognize that a lot of people don't enter their careers with an end in mind. When it comes to careers, we don't say like, what's the cutoff? What's the appropriate length of a career? And I think 15 years is completely possible if you kind of take the approach in the stages that we talk about in the book, which is basically the first five years you're spending living frugally, living lean. If you have debt, you're focused on paying off that debt as quickly and urgently as possible and getting used to a lifestyle that doesn't require 100% of your paycheck. Then you move on to the second five years, and it's really about skills acquisition and earning income and investing. So you are spending the time now that you've got your debt paid off, you are putting that money to work in different investment vehicles. At work, you're taking advantage of all of the personal development opportunities. You're applying for jobs that you don't necessarily feel qualified for, (laughs) but that will give you the skills that you need to continue to advance in your career. 
and you're just moving forward, knowing that the final step, the last five years, is about planning an exit plan. It's about taking all of those skills and really pressure testing them in the marketplace, both outside of a career, a traditional career. Maybe you decide to freelance or do contract work outside of your nine to five. But even within the industry, industries change so much, jobs change so much that with a few tweaks, some upskilling and some reskilling, you could take your first 10 years of experience and finesse that into something making twice as much or three times as much, right? So it's really about recognizing that there is an end in mind and you get to decide kind of what that looks like, but not relying on a boss or a supervisor or a career coach to decide that for you. You're in control, you're in the driver's seat and you kind of stack your career that way. It kind of sounds like this 15 year progression with those three stages. It's almost like your career is like your training ground, like you're building the skills, the experience, the funds to make changes. And you're not saying I'm going to save everything so that I never have to work again. But it's more so like I'm, I'm building and training myself to be a marketable asset to someone else to where I can now work for myself. And I really like that concept. I never I never <laughs> thought of it that way. Yeah. And I think it's because a lot of people confuse the words wages and income. They use them interchangeably. And the point is, uh, wages were not meant to grow at the rate of inflation or lifestyle changes or even just overall milestones. Wages are meant to be a line item in a company's P&L assigned to human resources, like literal human people resources. And so what the 15-year career is meant to do is break people out of the idea that wages are going to keep up with them and put them in charge of things that sell, which are their skills, their experiences, their talents, and say, this is the way that you add income in addition to your wages so that you can get off the wage train and really just control how much money you make in general. I know not everyone has dreams or aspirations of working for themselves. Do you feel like there's a large group of people can make this change? Like they can spend this time building and then making that transition? Well, I do. But in the book, we're actually pretty clear about who we're speaking to, right? So let's upfront before the critics come knocking at my door with like pitchforks. It's a lot easier to do this when we're talking about high earning dual income families, right? Like it's a lot easier to live on less than you earn. Now, when we're talking about as much as I hate the term, but I think people will know what I'm referring to, low skilled workers, mostly wage workers. It's really, really hard for those people to do that, but it's certainly not impossible. And we know this specifically because of what the internet has been able to do over the last five years. But it requires you to think differently about what it takes and how wealth is created today compared to what, unfortunately, a lot of people have learned, which is a very traditional route of going to school to get a good job. That's great. But unfortunately, the power dynamic there really is not in the favor of the employee. It's in the favor of the employer, right? They can fire you in some cases far more easily without any reason in certain states than others for any reason whatsoever. They can decide to lay you off or downsize for any reason whatsoever. And so part of this and what we're asking people to do in the book isn't just so that they can live a life of their own. It's also just a form of protection yeah. around the income that they have in their homes. And, and I think that's a really important message of empowerment to make sure that people are able to invest steadily for their retirement, but also just for their own emotional uh, well-being. Other than obviously getting a copy of Cashing Out, reading it so they can learn all about this. 
if someone right now is like, they've, they're, they're like me and they're listening to this and their eyes are all open now. And like, oh man, I got to be thinking about this <laughs> a lot differently. Where's a good just starting point? Like, other than, I mean, obviously get the book. I need you all to go get it because it's, uh, <laughs> we need to support Julian and Kirsten because they, they do amazing work. But where do you start? Because I'm sure everyone, you know, they could be at any point in this phase is 15 years. I think the first thing, uh, and, and as cliche as it sounds, but I think the first thing they can do is to focus on your mindset. And, and the good news is in the book, we've done a good bit of that by grounding our rationale and our point of view in data. And so we take a look at the data around how wages really haven't grown since I believe it was the 1960s or 70s relative to inflation. We take a look at the retirement crisis that we're experiencing right now. And I think specifically for people of color in predominantly white workplaces. We also take a look at uh, pay inequity and how all of these things combined, in addition to what you experience, the physical uh, and mental challenges and ailments that people uh, are dealing with, all of what makes work so, ugh, you know, for so many people. We take a look at all of that stuff, right? And we ask you some really difficult questions to say, well, what does this mean? What does this mean for you? What does this mean for your family or your community? And that's really what this is about, right? This is not about, and I'll be the first to say it, this is not about being able to read our book and walk away and then all of a sudden having a plan that allows you to be on a yacht in 10 years. (laughs) This is not about that. What this is about is giving you a sense of empowerment, giving you a sense of purpose, and also allowing you to connect the dots between the things that we know matter to people like us, the things that are happening in our community, and being able to say, what could I do with my time and my skills that makes me feel better than just going to work or committing to the idea of going to work for the next 30, 40, or in some cases, 50 years. And what we found through living this on our own and through some of the other stories that we've told is that many of the people who followed that blueprint lived frugally for the first five years of their careers, went into their jobs, hopped around strategically with the purpose of developing skills that allows them to maximize their income, but also build streams of income outside of their job. And then using that last five years of your career to actually start pressure testing these ideas in the marketplace, saying, this is what I'm good at. This is how much my job pays me. But I think that there are companies or other clients that might be willing to pay me X plus for these same sets of skills. But it requires you some practice so you can figure out what's going on, what you're good at, what you're not good at, who might be able to help fill the gap. And ultimately what it does is it supplements your income and gives you that bridge that you were talking about so that you can walk away from one part of your life into another part that we think is much more stable and fulfilling. I just want to say thanks to both of you for making me think (laughs) <laughs> a little bit more about all this and really reframing the way I think about a career and the way I think about my own journey and ways I would have shifted things to if I was thinking about it in this way. If people listen to this want to connect with you and learn more, grab a copy of the book, where can they go? We're at richandregular.com and we're on all the social medias at Rich and Regular, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest. You can find us anywhere. Twitter. I'll put all that in the show notes. That way people can easily go find <laughs> you. I'll put a link to the book. I'll put a link to all that because, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's so important to really think about our career and plan ahead and, and really be strategic about it. I think that's one of the things I've really taken from the two of you every time we've spoken. So I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that with the, with the audience. Thank you. It was a pleasure, man. Thank you. If you enjoyed my conversation with Julian and Kirsten, I have some good news for you. They'll be back for an episode of Unpopped Kernels this Thursday. In the meantime, I want you to let me know, what are your thoughts on their 15 year career plan? Is this something that you could see yourself implementing? 
I really wish I would have known about this. I probably would have done a few things different in my career. So let me know your thoughts. You can connect with me over on Instagram. Just look for Popcorn Finance Podcast. Or since we've been talking about TikTok a bunch of podcasts, you can find me there. Just look for Popcorn Finance. As always, I put links to all of those social media handles in the show notes. And also there's a link in there if you want to grab a copy of Julian and Kirsten's book, Cashing Out. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.